Hello. Welcome back into the podcast, Dodging Through the Ravine. It is your host, Youngstud. This time, 100% accompanied in my co-host today, in Jacob. Appreciate y'all for sticking around, Jacob. We went to Chavez Ravine. I went to a couple games this week against the Padres. It was a serious loss, spoiler alert, but, you know, pretty fun times there. Despite the results, um, before we do get into that, though, How's it going? It's going all right. It's going all right. Been going to the chiropractor massage lately. Been been taking care of my body that way. And it's it's been feeling really good. Had a massage earlier today. Felt really good. They take really great care of me where I go to. And, yeah, feeling good today. Made, made some money on the stock market today. So I kind of took a look at that again. So feeling good today. I'm feeling pretty good as well. Um, you know, I enjoyed last night's ball game over at Dodger Stadium, um, even Monday night's game that we're going to get into here. So uh, the Dodgers went home for a quick three-game series against the Padres, and they would eventually lose the series. And again, this Dodgers team, like, like what are your expectations? Like, you're, you're watching the games and, like, where do you see this team going? Like, do you see this team like, oh, man, we're going to the World Series. Like, I'm getting a World Series ticket. Or, like, do you see this team falling in the post? Like, what are your thoughts when you go out there and watch the Dodgers? So, definitely because of this Padre series, you know, I was expecting a series win just like all Dodger fans were, especially against the Padres. So, seeing that come into play, like, just, you know, Padres, they're good. They're a good MLB team, you know. They they st- they got Juan Soto. They got superstars. They're just not there chemistry wise. And with this Dodgers team, it's just like we do so good at times when we don't need to do good versus the teams that like aren't as good. So like just being fairly honest, I I see a championship series loss. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean that's that's you know that's pretty likely. I, I guess that's the most likely I would imagine, according to the probability chart. But um, you know, uh, I, I say that share that same sentiment where I, I don't think I'm buying World Series tickets. Um, you know, I, I just don't. Um, I would be, I'd be shocked. I would be shocked out of my mind if that would even come close to that. But. Yeah, like, these games don't matter. There's, like, two and a half weeks left in the regular season. The Dodgers have the division locked up. They go into the postseason. They're going to be the two seed. These games are virtually meaningless, and they have been for quite a while now. We, we've known where we're going to be at for a while, especially since the Braves series, but I would reckon even way before that. Um, so, like, the beginning of August, we knew the Dodgers were going to be the two seed, and they got the division locked up. So, for a couple months now, it's been – Virtually meaningless baseball as far as the results go, just players and all that. But um, Monday night, the Dodgers would lose to San Diego 11-8. to Now, I was at that ball game. Uh, of course, maybe it is known, maybe it is not well known, but FTJ is my favorite player. And, uh, you know, the Padres came over in May, and I did not go to a game that series. So I had to make it up. I had to go to a couple games this series. And... Um, yeah, it was it was great to see him there. Um, Eleven to eight loss on Monday, so it was a pretty wild game. 
Avila and Stone were the starters for the Padres and Dodgers. And obviously those are not premier matchups, right? Um, Low-end starting pitchers. And uh, Gavin Stone proving once again that he is not ready for the big club. Yeah, Gavin Stone was definitely had some, he definitely had some eyes on him this series. I know a lot of fans, including myself, were I was saying to myself, you know, if he does good this start, you know, maybe he gets more of a setting position on this team. He, uh, you know, gets a rotation spot maybe, and it just doesn't seem to be it yet. He clearly has some more things to work on, and you know that that's what the minor league is for. So, hope to see him out there. You know next season with some better stuff, whatever it may be. But he's, he's definitely a, a pivotal part of this team. This future team, I should say. Yeah, I mean, I, people compare him to last year's Ryan Pepio, right? We saw Pepio come up last year. He wasn't ready. And we struggled with command and all that stuff. And this year, he's like a different pitcher, right? So, like, this year, Gavin Stone, not ready. He's struggling out there. But... Uh, you know, maybe next year could be his year and, and have a little bit of a better chance at, uh, you know, impressing some of the Dodgers brass. But, uh, yeah, Gavin Stone got roughed up for seven runs. After the Dodgers got out to a 7-2 to lead, thanks to Mookie Betts' leadoff home run. If I'm not mistaken, that's his 14th leadoff homer of the year. And I think he's one away from, like, an all-time record. So I could be mistaken. Don't quote me on that. But uh, nonetheless... No, 14, You're on track with something there, yeah. 14 leadoff home runs, that's that's quite a lot. So, Mookie Betts, I mean, he may not win the MVP, but he's had a monster year. I'm very impressed with Mookie Betts. If Mookie Betts wins MVP this year, then that's going to be a, it's going to be some time to come and some history to tell. There's a big race for that this year, and Mookie just one of the best leadoff history – one of the best leadoff hitters ever in history, most likely. And he's already broken the Dodgers franchise record. And he I'm pretty sure he is on his way to a an all time like baseball record for leadoff home runs. I mean he's just crazy everywhere he goes. Yeah, well said. Um again, we were kind of spoiled there too. Like I remember the jock days. Like I used to love jock leading off. Like leadoff bomb, jock pops. Like Jock was a really fun leadoff hitter there. Um, but yeah, Mookie Betts, all around talent, uh, obviously a huge player there. Mookie Betts is, and, um, yeah, he's an absolute joy to watch. He's like a homer or two away from 40 bombs on the year. So watch out in Seattle. He might just get that 40th home run where he took place in the home run derby. So, um, yeah, Mookie Betts had a good game that night and the Dodger defense. I didn't want to talk about Dodger defense because, the first play of the game, I'm pretty sure that was the first play of the game. Ha Song Kim, little chopper to third base. Max Muncy was out there, and he, you know, makes an error. He makes an error, could not make the play, which probably would have been made by Kike Hernandez if he was there. And so, again, when are the Dodgers going to learn, if at all, that Muncy cannot play third base? I mean, they could talk about all they want. Oh, he's getting better. Oh, he's practicing every day. He's going to get it. We got to see results, and we've got to see results with Max Muncy at third base. Results, indeed, yes. Max Muncy in third base, you know, I just – there's really no arguing with you on that. There's really no, like, trying to go around it at this point anymore. Just Max Muncy, he, he's not a good third baseman. And it's just he's – he's pivotal out there, 
he he's definitely um I wouldn't say like slacking with the team out there, but like like it, just like you said, Chris Taylor at third base is is just so much better than than Max Muncie and in the postseason, it's most likely going to have to be that way. And if not, then the Dodgers just don't they, – they can't recognize and see that Muncie is not an athletic third baseman, and third basemen have to be athletic. M- Muncie is athletic, okay? Don't get me wrong for any of you Muncie lovers out there. Muncie is athletic. He's a major league professional baseball player. I'm just saying for the athleticism of a third baseman, Muncie is just – you know, he, he's not there anymore. And he's never been there. He's never been there at third base. You know, people are telling me he is. He's better than JT. I'm not letting that go. But, um, yeah, he, he's just not a great third, a third baseman. And uh, I'd rather see Kike out there. But, again, the Dodgers will not do it because they want his bat in the lineup. And um, so there really is no other place for him to go because then they want to have Mookie Betts in there or Jason Hayward in there against the righties. And so it's just – it will not happen. So, um, yeah, it's this is really... a tremendous. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say this is a tremendous take by myself, but honestly, I would think having Muncie at second base in the postseason would be a lot better than him being at third, just because second base. I feel like it's more of a you, you have you have more field to play with right there instead of you know like reaching over the foul line trying to make a play like that. So I I, I would see maybe you know. I don't want him at second base in the postseason. Like, I don't. We have other guys for that, clearly. But, you know, just with the way the Dodgers do their things, I would much rather have him at second in a division series game than at third base. Yeah, and I've been expressing that as well. But, again, like I said, against the righties, Jason Hayward plays right field, Mookie Betts comes in and plays second. And then versus the lefties, I mean, who plays second base uh, yesterday for the Dodgers? Mookie Betts. It was not Mookie Betts. Um, who played second for the Dodgers yesterday? Holy, we Colton there. Wong. It was not Colton Wong. Colton Wong came in though, and he did play second. But he pinch hit, so um, I'm pretty sure it was Mookie, bro. Mookie was in right field. I'm a hundred thousand percent positive about that. Um, oh, was it Chris Taylor. Chris Taylor was in the lineup. Chris Taylor was in left field. Who are we missing? We got to miss. Altman was in Who was in right? Mookie was in right field. There was no Peralta. There was no Hayward. Rosario. Oh, it was Rosario. It had to be Rosario. Yep. It was Ahmed. Mendes. It was Ahmed. Right. I think it was Ahmed. Yeah, Ahmed sounds. Yeah, Ahmed sounds familiar. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and then I think it was just an off day yesterday for Muncie. I don't think it was a platooning. Thing, but uh, yeah, he, he just doesn't have a spot on the Dodgers' defensive chart, so he's going to be stuck at third base. And it's just a matter of time when there's a you know play at third base in the NLDS and he makes an error, then it's going to cost us the game and the series. So, um, just be on the lookout for that. Um, but yeah, 11 to 8 game, um, pretty wild, insane game. The Dodgers would blow a five run lead. Uh, they would bring the tying run or the go-ahead run to the ninth inning, but uh, Chris Taylor would kind of line out, I guess, a very soft line out to shortstop, and that'll be in the game. But, um, yeah, after the game, I went over to the team buses, just like the old days, and uh, I got Raker, Raker's autograph, and uh, you, you saw Raker yesterday, you know, so 
He's not a nobody. Yes. He's Raker. You got to respect Raker. No, yeah, he's got that that nice big blue glove. Make him stand out. Yeah, Raker is always cool with the fans. He was doing a lot of toss ups yesterday too. So came over to Sonic. He was, man. yeah. Um. So yeah, shout out to Raker for that. I did not get my guy Tatis Jr. Um. I, I had his jersey with me. I did not get his autograph. He came over on Monday. That was as close as I got to him, but he did not sign. So, um, overall, though, pretty good day. Uh, Tuesday night would be a better day for the Dodgers if um, you're concerned about that. 11 to 2 victory. 11 to 2 victory for the Dodgers. Freddie Freeman on his birthday had a 4 for 5 night. Four for five, birthday boy. What a birthday performance. I know you and I both had some bets that night. Or I know, I believe I had the bet with Freeman. You betted against Freeman that night. Um, I do remember that. So that night was pretty fun. Seeing Mookie go, not Mookie, I'm sorry. Seeing Freddie go off like that. And I believe he broke the franchise record for doubles that game, if I'm not too sure, or he beat it. Um... Yeah, so he he def. I mean, he's already had the, the record for sure. No, no doubt, he has the record. So, um, I think the all-time record is seventy-seven for like in MLB history. It's seventy-seven. So he's like thirteen away or something from that. So, okay, I see, I see. Yeah, um, but yeah, Freddie Freeman had himself a day on his birthday. The Dodger offense came through. Betts, Freeman, and Will Smith. When it combined six for eleven with three walks, so uh, you know top of the order coming through. And again, which is going to be more important come postseason: the top of the order or the bottom of the order? The bottom of the order. We already know that the top of the order can work. We already know what they can do. We're going to need that bottom half of the lineup to get some bases, get some good at bats. Okay, definitely. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's obviously fair, but, uh, like, I don't have any doubt that Freddie Freeman's going to show up. I think Mookie Betts will show up. I think Mookie Betts will show up. He's been different this year. And uh, Will Smith, Will Smith does concern me. Will Smith does concern me. I have my concerns about Will Smith in the three spot. I, I just do. He's a great catcher. You know, overall in MLB, he's a top five catcher. I think that's fair. But, uh I just have my concerns with Will Smith in the three spot. I just do, um, especially late in the games. Um, yeah, the bottom of the order is going to have to contribute and, you know, driving the runs and produce down there. And they're going to be based off the matchup, righty-lefty. So uh, we will monitor the playoff situation as we go. Um, and Lance Lynn got the start that day. Lance Lynn, good old Lance Lynn, he did good. He did good, right? First good outing in, like, three outings. So, um, you know, three runs against uh, Lance Lynn on two, uh, yeah, Tuesday in seven innings through, like, 110 pitches. I still do not trust Lance Lynn. I, I don't and I will not going forward. Yeah, this was – I would say this was just a lucky start for Lance Lynn. You know, he's already – I think it's over 40 home runs he's given up this season. And that's just in the postseason, like that just that that can't sound good, that can't feel good, that can't be good. 
I would just, you know, just let Lynn get a good five innings in if he can and, and take it. Be grateful for that. So what game is Lance Lynn starting for you in the postseason? Uh, you know, I would say that he would be starting like a game three or a game four. But in a situation where that would happen, I think that he would ultimately give it up too. So I would like game two, game three. Okay. Yeah, if it was up to me, I'd have him start no game. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, we'll get into the state of rotation in just a second. But um yeah, Lance Lynn, he's more than likely gonna be on the roster somewhere. And uh that is very scary. That is very scary. No matter how you look at it, it is just frightening to know that Lance Lynn is gonna start in the playoffs for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um that is a scary thing. Um so eleven and two victory on Tuesday. That would be the rubber match. Then on Wednesday, the Dodgers would look for the series win and they would fail at getting that series win. A pretty dry game for the Dodger offense overall. I mean, uh six to one loss on Wednesday. Not much to cheer about if you were a Dodger fan in attendance. Because Blake Snell, Blake Snell was just on it. He was absolutely on it. And uh, 8Ks, six innings. Um, again, this is nothing new from Blake Snell. Like, he just owns the Dodgers. Like, he's very dominant against the Dodgers and always has been. Yes, Snell against the Dodgers is, you know, you look back in that 2020 World Series, and if the Rays don't make that bad managing move, the Rays most likely won that World Series because of Snell's performance. Wednesday's game, Snell only gave up one hit in six innings. The Dodgers got one run because of the Padres' bullpen, and that was from a Colton Wong home run. Yep. Yep, another Colton Wong pinch hit home run. So that guy's good at pinch hitting and hitting home runs, and Blake Snell is ultimately very good against the Dodgers. Yeah, Blake Snell has been very good against the Dodgers, and so Blake Snell is going to be a free agent. Why not sign Blake Snell? You know, we're not getting Arias back. He's – not even the question. So, would you be open to Blake Snow? A hundred percent, I would be open to Blake Snow. I have, um, you know, I think I've definitely shown a little bias towards Snow just because he is a Padre. But, you know, if I remove all that biasism and just, you know, take away the, I guess you said like the the culture. I wouldn't say the culture, but if you if you just look at look at him from a baseball as a baseball fan, as a baseball standpoint, he's an elite pitcher. He's really good. We're going to need another lefty. Like, you know, Urias is our star lefty. We're going to need another lefty. You know, let, let's go Let's go get a Cy Young winner. Why not? Yeah, I'm all for signing Blake Snell. Um, the pros are he's a Cy Young winner. He's a Cy Young winner in the American League. And odds are he's going to win the Cy Young in the National League this year. He's going to be the 15th pitcher to ever do that. So if that does happen, oh. I mean – He's going in the history books. Like, this guy has been a really good pitcher his entire career. And, uh, yeah, the Dodgers should 100% be looking to sign Blake Snell this offseason. Like, I, I, Otani is still the number one target on the top of the bulletin board, but Blake Snell 
has to be on. Should that be list. number two. He has to be up there as well. If you know, honestly, I would. Uh, is Otani still number one? I really feel like that surgery is just it's it's complicated so many things with his career with how teams want to use him. I would I would argue I would debate that Snell is a number one priority more so than Otani this offseason. I would I would debate that. Yeah, that, that's completely fair. But uh, the Dodgers have already come out and said like the sh- the surgery stuff has not affected them. They're going to go after Otani. So be prepared. Otani could be a Dodger. Um, yeah, Blake Snow, all the best, Blake Snow. Uh, he was really fun to watch him pitch. Really, just comes right out the guys. Um, yeah, Ryan, Pe- and we did see him afterwards too. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that in a second. Ryan Pepio, okay. um, Ryan Pepio, like we talked about this guy, he was really really good. Pepio had his first bat start again. I'm not going to get too harsh on the guy here. You know, I'm not going to eat him up, but. Um, you know, one bad start for Pepio, see how he bounces back and how he responds. But, again, the Dodgers can't afford bad starts in the playoffs, obviously. But, uh, you know, one little slip up here for Pepio. But I still think he's going to start a playoff game for the Dodgers. I, I really think he should. Yeah. Slip up, definitely. You know, Pepio gave up a three-run home run, and that pretty much sealed his fate for the game. I, I would still, you know, over Lance Lynn, I would definitely have Pepio over him. It just... Pepeoy versus the Padres, yes, he gave up a lot of runs. But when he was – the the strikeouts he was getting, the strikeouts and his command, he, he looked really comfortable up there. You know, seeing that in person, he just – he looked like he wanted to be dominant. But yet he just – those those two couple pitches, those, those bad at-bats with the walks, it just – it set him back. It, it looked like he just – he really wanted to go out there and, like, just – obviously every pitcher wants to do good. It just looked – different from my perspective that day. It just looked like Pepe was just she just wanted to deliver. Yeah, somebody on X. Somebody on X um X. X me or whatever tweeted me. I don't know what you call it, but um they, they X tweeted me, let's just call it tweeted. They uh they said that the Dodgers pitching staff doesn't waste pitches. So on O two, so both homers that he gave up to Juan Soto and Campisano, they were O two pitches. Were... So like, you got him O two. Let's waste the pitch. You know, throw a little junk in the dirt, or throw something high, whatever. He just came at the guys and, and just left changeups over the middle of the plate, and yeah, they were gone. So yeah, maybe the Dodgers should look into that, you know, wasting pitches, you know, kind of setting guys up there. Don't want to just come after guys 0-2. You want to waste the pitch and set them up for something else. But, um, yeah, Pepio, we'll see how he bounces back against the Tigers um, in his next start. But uh, so as of right now, September 14th, give me your NLDS rotation. National League Division Series rotation for the Dodgers. Game one, I think it's pretty well known that um, if Kershaw's not here, which he is, right? I, I don't know why I'm having a brain fart on that. Yes, Kershaw will be pitching this weekend. Okay. So, game one, Kershaw. Game two, Miller. Game three, Pepeoit. 
Game 4, Lin. And then if you got to go with the Game 5 starter, I'd say you go with Yarbrough and... You could go with Yarbrough and then maybe mix up Sheehan in there too. So I would say either Sheehan is going to get a start or Yarbrough is going to come in and throw like the first three innings. That would be for my game five prediction. So Kershaw, Miller, Pepioy, Lynn, and then a game five situation would either be a Yarbrough bullpen start with Sheehan coming in or Sheehan going like five and then Yarbrough trying to just um, like dish it out for the closer. So the Arbor coming in for like three. Interesting stuff there. Um, I could see Kershaw starting game one. You know, that that is definitely a possibility. Of course, he started game two last year. I could see him starting game one. I definitely could. Um, and that might be the most likeliest thing. But uh, for me, just to switch it up a little bit, I would have Bob Miller start game one. Okay, and, that was uh, going to be my other pick. If it wasn't I, I, on Monday night, I did see Bob Miller uh, go into his car, and uh, so it was up to him. So, um, oh, that's pretty cool. It was like 45 minutes after the game, and the yeah, I was like, Bobby, and he just turned back around. And uh, so, yeah, Bob Miller is that man. He's going to get the ball game one. Like, you got to go lights out game one, right? He's going to get game one. Game two, it will go to Kershaw. It should go to Clay Kershaw game two. Game three, it'll be Pepio. And game four, I would do a little uh, – that's where I would do the Yarbrough and um, somebody. Yarbrough bullpen game, let's just call it, for game four. I would I would not throw Lance Lynn out there. Okay, okay. So kind of kind of same to the mind. If the Dodgers do, in fact – yeah, if the Dodgers do, in fact, go at Lance Lynn – He's going to have a very short leash. You understand that? Yeah. Like, if, if the Dodgers really do go landslide, he should have an incredibly short leash and you immediately go to Ryan Yarbrough. If that's the route they go. But it would be Yarbrough for game four for, like, a bullpen game. And then game five would be Bob Miller. Sheehan. So. Oh, no, no Sheehan? If he's on the roster, I mean... Sure, like anybody, it's all hands on deck for uh, oh, okay. game four. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure he'll be on the roster. I mean, th- I I don't think they're going to say no to him considering Gonsolin just went on the IR. I, I'd, so I'd rather see Kyle Hurt. I'd rather see Kyle Hurt. Start a game? Over Sheehan. Over Sheehan? Okay. So I mean, yeah, I mean, Sheehan over Hurt? I don't know about that one. All we've seen was two innings from Kyle Hurt. True, but uh, I like what I saw in those two innings. So that'd be my NLDS rotation for the Dodgers um, versus whoever. Obviously, we'll make our final predictions once we know who the Dodgers will play, potentially. And, um, you know, we'll go from there. But, uh, yep, uh, anything else? So I want to talk about Juan Soto. So Juan Soto had a pretty good, had a pretty good series um, on uh, against the Dodgers. Had a home run in the ninth inning on Monday, uh, home run on Wednesday as well. Like, do you see Juan Soto as a long-term Padre? He's going to be in his free agency year next year. Juan Soto, a long-term Padre. I, 
do the Padres have the money to spend on Soto? Yes. Do they want to spend that much money to, you know, have a, you know, a bigger chance at the World Series? I, I really don't know. I think that obviously Juan Soto, you know, he took less money to go to a contending team. So I, I think the Padres could keep him. But then I also think the Padres do want to keep Snell too. So I just, I don't know. It's, do I think Juan Soto remains a Padre? I, I don't think so. I don't think that he's going to stay with them. I, I think he likes the team. I think he likes the guys. I just think ultimately, you know, he can go somewhere else and build with them. Yeah, that's fair. The Padres have just honestly spent money recklessly. I mean, honestly, like, it's like they won the, the Powerball and they're just spending recklessly and they're just going bankrupt in, in two years. Like, they are just – they paid everybody. They I feel like they paid everybody and, like, they have no money to sign other players, right? And so – I think they it certainly feels like they're even rumored to be out on Blake's now. Like they're not even going to ha- have a chance to sign them. So, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But Juan Soto, I-, I could see him signing with the Padres, but I would still lean that. I would still lean the field. I still think he signs somewhere else eventually. Yeah, I. Well, what team do you see him signing with? Maybe the Oreos. Yeah, the Yankees. I can see him going to the AL, an AL team. An AL team, okay. Also, maybe even the Astros. I know they have Kyle Tucker going into free agency soon. Yeah, why not the Astros? Why not? Okay, interesting take. Juan Soto to an AL team, I like it. So that'd be my little uh, take there. But um, yep, a serious loss for the Dodgers. They will now head to Seattle, where. The magic number to clinch the division is four. It's going to be three once the D-backs lose here in just a few minutes. So, um, yeah, the earliest they could clinch is Saturday. Do the Dodgers clinch the division this weekend in Seattle? No. Seattle puts up a fight. They don't clinch it yet. They're going to win it versus the Tigers. Interesting. I, well... That's that's interesting. I would beg to differ. I mean, I could see it happening. The Mariners are fighting for their lives. The Dodgers necessarily aren't. So, um, yeah, it should be an interesting little series here. George Kirby making his first start since the little incident that he said that he wanted to come out. So, you know, all eyes will be on him. The probable go as follows. It'll be Bob Miller against George Kirby on Friday. Clayton Kershaw against Bryce Miller on Saturday. And TBD against give me one second here TBD against George Gilbert on um, Sunday so um, your thoughts on the Mariners series Julio Rodriguez I would expect him to get some more stolen bases versus us and like we said previously the dodging Dodger catchers are not particularly good at throwing out runners, so I would definitely expect to see some bases from it. And like you said, they, they are fighting for their lives pretty much, so you know I would expect to see this team pumping and, and, and thriving. So I do – I wouldn't say I would expect it to, but I, I can see the Mariners taking two out of three from us. So I would just be on the lookout for that. Yeah, for sure. I see the dollar drop in this series as well. 
Uh, like you said, I'll be watching Julio. All eyes will be on Julio. He's a great player. So I'll definitely be watching Julio Rodriguez. And uh, did the Dodgers clinch the weekend? I'm going to say yeah. I- I'm going to say yeah. They get it done. I mean, the magic number's at three. Some combination of Cubs wins and Dodger wins is going to get it done. So I-, I say they get it done this weekend. Oh, okay. You think another team with a loss helps them secure it? Yeah, the Cubs are going to play the D-backs over at Chase Field this weekend. So um, I think Dodgers will be popping champagne in the clubhouse this weekend. Okay, interesting. Uh, I, I did not know that the Cubs played the D-backs, so they, that could definitely help the odds this weekend. Yep, for sure. Any final thoughts? Oh, uh, I'm going to talk about uh, the Wednesday post game, right? Um so you got Joe Musgrove. You want to talk about Joe Musgrove? Yeah, Joe Musgrove. So you were just waiting there trying to get Tatis's autograph and and pretty much uh we were just waiting there by the buses and we seen them come out pretty much. There were like a total of five players coming out and not not all at the same time. But Joe Musgrove, he was really, really nice. And he ended up signing my baseball hat for me. But sadly, my, my baseball hat at that time was all black, so you can't really make out anything on it. But, yeah, he came out. You know, he, I believe he only signed for us two, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, because I, I, I think we're the only ones who asked, who, like, went up to him. And even the other couple Padre fans there, they didn't even get autographs, so. Musgrove was really, really nice to us. Wasn't expecting an autograph. Yeah, it wasn't the biggest crowd. There was actually a bigger crowd there on uh, Monday. But um, even on Monday, I saw Musgrove come out. He took photos. I didn't get an autograph that day. But he was cool all series long. Joe Musgrove earned himself a fan this weekend for sure. Um, But I I did get Joe Musgrove auto as well on my wallet. So um, that kind of worked out. Uh, like you mentioned, we saw Blake Snell coming out. He wanted his autograph, but I knew that he wasn't going to sign. He had his hands full um, going to his car. So uh, Blake Snell, though, hopefully he becomes a Dodger. That would be pretty nice. And, um, yeah, I got Raker on, on Monday, which I mentioned. Um, did not get Tatis. Did not even come close to Tatis on Wednesday night, unfortunately. But, uh yeah, a lot of the Padres were, were pretty cool, pretty cool with us. So, um, shout out to the Padres for that. Yeah, Padres, shout out for them for that being really cool. You uh, Darvish as well. You Darvish, Hayesong Kim, and Gary Sanchez all came out of the buses right there. I believe Hayesong Kim was really like the only one who didn't acknowledge us. But that that's like you said yesterday. It's probably because he doesn't know too much English. So. And then you, Darvish, you know, I did say uh, thank you for 2017. Appreciate it. And he did a little wave. So I think he knows that a lot of Dodger fans out there, they still appreciate him. They still, like, they acknowledge what happened that year with the Astros and everything else. And they're not giving him as much hardship. Yeah, you, Darvish, was really cool. He's going to be all all next season, I believe. So unfortunate for him. But, uh Yep, you just had to be there in 2017 for you mania. It was it was quite the scene uh, at Chavez Ravine. Any final thoughts on the Padres series? I know. I just 
Juan Soto's bat flip was really nice. Kind of over-exaggerated it a little bit, not going to lie. And, yeah, other than that, just you know, Dodgers should have got that win. Offense was kind of slacking Wednesday, like really slacking, but hey, Blake Snell is going to do Blake Snell things. So, Yeah, offense was pretty dry on Wednesday. Um, yeah, that, that Soto bat flip, I wasn't in attendance for that. That was ridiculous. She flipped that thing so high in the air. Um, but, yeah, I look forward to seeing the Padres again next season. Hopefully they, they play better next year. So good luck to them. Yeah. I won't say good luck, but, you know, you do you, Padres. Ready for a fair or foul? Let's do it. Alrighty. Fair or foul? Time Bloom was a good GM. No. If he was a good GM, he would have signed Mookie Betts to a career-long contract as a Boston Red Sox. Foul. Foul. 100% foul. Yeah, of course, people want to, you know, hack at him for that, but they forget the four World Series championships. So I'm going to say yes, he was, in fact, a good GM. You win four World Series, you're a pretty good GM. So fair. I guess that's fair, but, I mean, Mookie Betts is a generational talent that, like, more so than Ortiz, Pajoya, any of these guys were. 100%. 100%. But uh, he did his thing. He did his thing, and um, that that obviously is a mistake that he probably regrets um, nonetheless. Um, fair or foul, self-care often devolves into self-indulgence. Self-care indulges into self-what? Indulgence. What does that mean? Like guilty pleasures. Oh. Self-care. Um, well, no, I, I... I... Fair and foul. I guess it, it would really just depend on what you're doing for that self-care. Like, you know, you could go on a hike... And, you know, that's not a guilty pleasure. But you could go to a, you could go to a strip club and get hammered drunk, and, you know, that could be a guilty pleasure. So I, I guess it really just depends, you know, what you would, like, what you would be using for that. Yeah. Is that, is that, does that kind of make sense on what I said, really? Or Yeah, it does. It does. Okay. I mean, everybody likes to take care of themselves and do their thing, but sometimes... You know, if you're not disciplined enough, it could lead to not so good things, right? So, um, so I'm, I'll, I'll go foul. Sure, why not? I'll go foul. Okay, foul. Yeah, I think I'll say that as too foul. Always take care of yourselves. At the end of the day, um, lastly, fair or foul, veganism is unsustainable. Foul. I believe that veganism is um, – I do follow a couple of vegans on Instagram who are, like, very big into it. And they they still work out. They can deadlift, you know, 200 pounds. So, no, I don't think that it's just going out of existence, but it's definitely looked down upon. Yeah, it is. And I'm going to be one of those people today. I'm sorry if I offend anybody, but I'm going to say fair. I don't think 
being a vegan is sustainable long term. Like you have to have some source of meat in you. You know, you, you know, you, you just have to like you have to eat something besides just greens all day long, in my opinion. So um yeah, okay. I say fair. I don't think it's sustainable. Okay. I see your point, yeah. Meats, red meats is definitely a good source of protein. And then um I just know a lot of people who are vegan, they just they're more into dieting than I am. They're more into that lifestyle. So, you know, obviously they do fast. They have other things that they use to help them. So I see where they're coming from and I see where you're coming from too. But yeah, I, I think that uh I definitely believe that, you know, you can be vegan your whole life and be fine. 100%, to each their own. Yes. Um, any final thoughts on the pod? Oh, do I have any other thoughts? No, it was it was just a really good bus. Uh, I don't I don't even know what we would call that, like bus signing end of the game, like away buses tour. Bus 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 chronicles. Bus chronicles. Okay, yeah. That was a it was a pretty good episode of Bus Chronicles the other night. Yeah, hopefully have some more. Of course, not many more in the, this season, but you know, in the future. Um, Definitely. With that being said, though, we are going to sign off. We shall talk to y'all on Sunday after the finale of the Mariners Dodgers series. With that being said, we appreciate everybody for tuning in. Go Dodgers! Thank you for watching, everybody, wherever you are. Have a safe and a healthy one. And lastly, as always, go Dodgers.